Hello everyone and welcome back to We Talk Football. I'm Lance Leach. And I'm Briar Wagner. Uh, if you're listening to this, you should go check out our website. I've posted a few new articles on there and there's more to come. Uh, WeTalkFootball.org. Also, go like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. Also, you can follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes to, uh, if you just want to listen to our podcasts. And uh, we'll kick this off like we normally do with our week in review. Uh, starting with the Arizona-Carolina game, or should I say the complete and utter destruction of the Cardinals. That was and definitely embarrassing. 49-15 victory for Carolina. That mm. is so sad. Uh, I don't think I've seen a game like that in an AFC championship, since, or in a championship, I should say, since uh, uh, the like, Giants beat the Vikings 41 nothing in 2000. Or I was going to say the AFC, the Buffalo Bills beating the Oakland Raiders, was it 45-3? to Oh, yes. So, and there's that Back too. Back in the 90s, yeah. Uh, so uh, this game was just a complete disappointment. Uh, I expected it to be close. Even though I had picked Arizona to win, I still expected the game to be close. And boy, did it go in the complete opposite direction of that. Not only did Carolina win, but they just destroyed the team that I viewed as the best team in the NFL yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. Cam Newton uh, continued his uh, MVP. Um, what, is, what is the word I'm looking caliber. for? Caliber. Yeah, caliber season. He added two more passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. One of his rushing touchdowns was pretty impressive. You should go look at the game footage on that. Ted Ginn Jr., he definitely wanted to stick it to his former team. On his 22-yard, uh, uh, what was it? I think it was a triple option, like reverse, that some crazy nice, thing. Nice play. 22 yards, just a 22 on set line, 22 yards of rushing touchdown. He totaled 90 yards running on that play, just on that play, over 90 yards. He that's ridiculous. Because he was all over the field. He was twice. I think he covered it twice. But then he uh, he only added two receptions, but for 52 yards. I mean, that rushing touchdown that was huge. Um, Palmer, man, he had such a. Your dad texted me, uh, cursing out Palmer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was picked off four times. He fumbled the ball away twice. Yeah, my dad told me that he was pretty sure that they should investigate Palmer and look into if he was throwing that game on purpose. Yeah, he probably bet Carolina was going to win that one. He probably had some money on the line. <laughs> uh, Luke Keekley had another pick six. Uh, Carolina special teams had a takeaway. They wanted to play a little bit of defense too, get in on this uh, turnover session. Um, just almost just like with the uh, the Seahawks game last or two weeks ago. It was twenty four seven at half. I already I stopped watching. I'm going to be honest. I stopped watching. I was like, well, this is another blowout. I kept checking the stats, thinking, hi, hey, maybe Arizona's going to try to get close. They never did. <laughs> um, here's and this one. Uh, I think you're going to touch on this, but Thomas Davis. Uh, he broke his arm during the game. He just had surgery this week, and he's been stating since the uh, since the game ended that he will be playing in the Super Bowl. He's not going to pass it up. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. It's the Super Bowl. I mean, I however, if if you're not, a, I mean, you're a linebacker. It's not that you're playing line. You know, JJ Watt where he had his giant club on his mm-hmm. hand. You know, have to wrap up a quarterback or try to grab him. He's playing linebacker. He gets more of a chance to get his arms around to wrap someone up. You're not trying to reach at a jersey, but. I don't think it'll hurt him as bad as people are saying, or hurt the team as bad as people are thinking it's going to hurt the team. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Um, I'm excited to see him play. I'm very happy. I'll, like you said, I'll touch on it here shortly. 
And then we had I th- my favorite game of the weekend, uh, New England at Denver, uh, 18 to 20. I, a lot of people are blaming Guskowski for this, for losing the game. He missed his first PAT in 512 attempts. I just want you to think about that. That's 512 touchdowns, or, you know, PATs, 512 touchdowns that have been scored. This is his first miss in 512. That, that's a lot. <laughs> um, but because he missed it, uh, New England's last touchdown they scored, they had to go for two. Unfortunately, he got, I think the pass got tipped by, uh, I want to say Tlaib may have tipped it. I don't know who tipped it. I can't remember. Just ball went skyrocket right in the air, and uh, Courtney Roby came down with it. He, he fumbled it. You know, they recovered. By that point, it, it's dead ball, whatever. And then they recovered the onside kick. Brady, Brady had a pretty bad game for Brady's standards. Uh, he still for, threw for 310 yards. I think he threw a touchdown or two. But he went 27 for 56 it's less, it's less than half. That's not a Brady-type game. I know watching the first half, he, uh, wow, he, he, he can get a second to breathe. No, it was actually kind of entertaining watching it because even when they'd rush three, he was still immediately taking the snap and getting rid of the ball because he, he had, had that, that fear, that, that thought in his head that it doesn't matter how long. If I hang on to this ball for even a second, they're going to be there, which is what Vaughn Miller said. He, he said, said all I need is a second. All second, and he, that's, he, he, he held true to his word, that's for sure. Uh, they picked him off twice. Uh, definitely, I, I called it. I was going to take uh, defense over offense because defense wins championships. Championship on the line. You you want to rest with your defense, and that's what they Denver did, and they got it. And, I mean, I thought it was very fitting that it came down to the very end of this game before it was, before it was over. It wasn't a blowout. You know, the Brady-Manning matchup held true to what we were hoping for. What a great a great game. I'm glad it wasn't a blowout on either side. And so now we move into our congratulations. Um, mine is to Thomas Davis. Um, he, like we said, he broke his arm, had surgery. He's saying he's going to play in the Super Bowl. When I grew up, my dad would always tell me stories about players like Ronnie Lott who uh, broke his finger, or dis- I think he broke it, in a game, went back in the locker room, told him to cut it off and wrap his hand up so he'd go back out there and play, and they did. Um, it's players like that, like uh, Jack Lambert, who told me he he practiced. They used the Steelers had to practice out in the gravel uh, road one day, and he was going through and hitting people full force, playing it at complete speed, picking rocks out of his skin because that's who they were back then. Nowadays, a player has a headache, and oh, I'm not going to practice today. I'm not going to play on Sunday because my head hurts. Seriously. I, my hat is off to Thomas Davis. I'm very happy. Congratulations. Thank you for giving me a little bit of faith back into the players that are playing today. And uh, good luck in the Super Bowl. Speaking of Super Bowl, my congrats, obviously, to the Broncos 12-4 and and the Panthers 15-1 and for making it to the big game. Uh, I think this is going to be a special uh, – this is a special Super Bowl. This is number 50. I mean, I would have loved to have seen Green Bay and Kansas City make it to the Super Bowl just to, just to restart the whole thing. I mean, they were both in the playoffs. We had that possibility. We could have mm-hmm. seen number one on repeat. We didn't get to, but I think this is going to be a good game. This is a chance for either Peyton Manning to ride off into the sunset with his second ring to uh, shut up all the critics, or uh, it's a chance for Carolina to get there first and yep. to uh, cap off this MVP season for uh, Cam Newton. So th- I think this is going to be a real special Super Bowl. I agree. Um, so next we got facts and opinions. 
I'll start because I have uh, I picked the Atlanta Falcons, who have the number seventeen pick overall this season. Uh, first, I want to just say that when I was looking over the Atlanta Falcons roster, I couldn't help but wonder how they got eight victories because outside of you know Julio Jones and the way Devontae Freeman showed up and Matt Ryan when he actually decided to play well, and then Desmond Trufant on defense, they don't they're pretty devoid of talent. Like significant names, players that you can look at and be like, that guy is one of the best in the league at his position. They don't really have that. So my hat is off to, to the rookie coach, Dan Quinn, for getting them to eight wins because by all accounts, they should have been four, maybe, maybe four wins. Well, if you're going to say that, they started <laughs> off five and oh. I, exactly. Uh, you know, it's it was it's impressive what he was able to do with that team. Uh, last year's first round pick was defensive end uh, Vic Beasley out of Clemson who uh, shows splashes of what he can bring. I just hope that this next season he'll be able to make that jump, that full leap. Uh, I always, I was a little iffy about him going to Atlanta because I felt like he was an undersized defensive end. He would fit better into a 3-4 scheme. But if Dan Quinn uses him the way that I think he will or plans on, we'll start seeing him playing similar to what Von Miller plays over in Denver or what Bruce Irvin played in Seattle under Dan Quinn. So... He could get some, or it could be very interesting. But I'm going to take a stab at a few players that they should target in the first round. One of the positions being defensive end, because I think that they need to bring in a bigger, stronger defensive end, a more power rusher type. And uh, two of the options that come to mind are Emmanuel Ogba out of Oklahoma State, who I touched on a couple weeks ago when I said the Giants should look at him at 10. Uh, he's one of those players that could range anywhere from. 10 to the end of the first round, maybe even in the second round, because there's a lot of talent on the defensive line in this draft. And I really like him, but you never know how he'll fall. Um, and then I also think that Shaq Lawson, someone they should look at, defensive end out of Clemson. Uh, he's six foot three, 270 pounds. He had 56 tackles, two, 23 and a half tackles for loss, and 10 and a half sacks this last season. Uh, the Clemson team, as we all saw, you know, made it to the national championship. They're very good. He's part of the reason why the defense was as good as it was. Uh, he even played in the national championship with, uh, I want to say, a, a knee injury. I think it was a knee injury. And still managed to get two sacks on the quarterback. So um, I think he, he could be a special talent. He only had the one really big season. So it'll be interesting to see how he performs on his pro day and his combine. Uh, other guys, I think wide receivers should be an area to look at. Roddy White's past his prime. We we all saw it. Um, Leonard Hankerson had two good games, maybe three, uh, and then they didn't. The He's rookie pick up by you, yeah. <laughs> the rookie out of Eastern Carolina, they drafted Justin Hardy. He's uh, more of a slot type player, but putting somebody on the opposite side of Julio Jones could be very beneficial for that offense. Uh, I like. Michael Thomas out of Ohio State. He's six foot three, two hundred ten pounds. He only had seven hundred eighty one yards receiving and nine touchdowns. But if you look at Ohio State's team, they were a predominantly running team, and uh, so he's a talented player who could definitely go right here. Um, also, wide receiver Corey Coleman out of uh, Baylor. We all know that Baylor's a prolific passing offense. They have the spread attack and everything. He put up 1,363 yards and 20 touchdowns off of only 74 receptions. It's quite the numbers. 
He's a he's five foot ten, 190 pounds. He's a speed guy. Um, that could be an interesting fit opposite of Julio, who's you know the guy that they just bombed the ball down to and let him go. Coleman could be the guy that they dump the ball off and watch him make people miss. You know, it could be it could be exciting with that combination. Uh, and then tight end. Since Tony Gonzalez retired, they haven't the last two seasons they haven't had a major tight end player. Jacob Tammy kind of showed up last season, not really. But uh, Hunter Henry out of Arkansas, six foot five, two fifty three. Um, I unfortunately I watch a lot of SEC games because I'm a huge Alabama fan, but I didn't get to see Arkansas play this year. Um, but his stats: seven hundred thirty nine yards, three touchdowns, and from what I've been reading, he he's also a really good uh, blocking tight end, along with being a receiving tight end, which is huge because if you can do both, you can step in immediately and start. So Hunter Henry's another guy. Uh, yeah, defensive end, wide receiver, tight end, probably the big three positions for them to target in the first round. Okay. Well, I uh, I chose the uh, New York Giants at pick 20. Uh, some of their top needs, I believe. Uh, Jets. Jets. What did I say? <laughs> you said the Giants. Oh, my. <laughs> you had the right state. <laughs> yeah, well, Jersey. Okay. Top needs, outside linebacker, um, offensive tackle, a tight end. I put Green Bay up there, too. I'm looking at it. I put Green Bay up there, too. Because everyone, I'm sure, um, wants a new quarterback. They want a new quarterback. Geno Smith, he, I, I don't think he'll be anything in this league. He, uh, the few, t- the times that he's had the starter role, he is just completely, just he sucks. <laughs> Flat. I don't know what else to say. Um, I don't think they should go for a quarterback. Last, I think you told me what last year they went Bryce Petty. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, re- they, you know, let him develop a little bit, but you got Fitzpatrick who, um, yeah, he's, he's a little up there in age, but he, he performed great for the team this year. Fitz magic. He, all the way uh, up until the last game, all the way up to the last game. But, um, I think he's going to learn from it. He said that was, uh, one of the worst losses he's ever had. He's, he's going to learn from it. He's going to come back. He's still got a few years with him. Let Bryce Petty develop under him. Um, let's get, let's get picks that you need. So some of my uh, my facts here. The Jets have drafted a defensive player in the first round every year all the way back to 2009 when they picked up Mark Sanchez and 11 times since 2000. Um, I believe their dominant D-line could get a huge boost by picking up a pass-rushing uh, outside linebacker. I like Leonard Floyd out of uh, Georgia. 74 tackles, 10.5 uh, tackles for loss, 4.5 sacks, and three passes batted. Um, I think his stats are a little skewed from what I'm. You know, I'm saying he should be a pass rushing outside linebacker. He's got that that prototypical type outside linebacker. Style. He does, but I think his stats are messed up a little bit because he ended up splitting time between inside and outside. So when he's inside, you can be playing a more pass coverage, uh, a pass coverage, run stopping defense at that point. Um, Floyd's going to be best, in a, I think, in a true 3-4. But Todd Bowles knows what to do for his defense. I was reading about him today. He changes his defense for every team that he faces to get the best possible matchup up. One day, they could be running a 3-4. Next day, they'll be running a 4-3. The day after that, they could be running a 4-6-something. And they, they have the ability to do it, they too. Do. When you look at that defensive line they got, whew. They can change it up. So I think they're going to find something to do with Floyd. Um, I think the only knock on him is uh, he's not as strong in his pass coverage. That is something you can work on with him. Get him start 
working on it more and more. Start them off in the beginning of blitz packages or strictly pass rushing situations and uh, grow him, and he could be a great linebacker for him. Um, another possibility, I think, is um, like you were like we were talking earlier. There's a lot of offensive tackle talent in this draft, uh, especially at the right tackle. Um, that's a, huge for them because they don't have an answer at right tackle. And Ferguson at left tackle, they have, I was reading, has a huge salary cap hit coming to him. I don't remember uh, how much it was, but big enough that there's a lot of talk that they could just cut him. They'll cut ties with him. He's getting old. He's 32. Um, save some cap room. You know, start bringing in the fresh, fresh flock of people. Um, I was thinking Stanley at a Notre Dame. I love um, however, he struggled against Shaw Glasson, something you could work on. Um, Conklin, um, a lot of people are saying he'll benefit from right tackle. Uh, Decker out of Ohio State, um, he excels as a rush blocker, but needs to work on his pass protection, which is good. Jets are a running team, work on that passing over time. Also, he'd be good as a right tackle. Uh, and like I said, quarterback, um, I don't personally believe is a strong pick. If you want to get a quarterback, they could. there's... A good um, mid mid talent quarterbacks out there that you, you could wait till three, four, or even five. Pick up a quarterback if you so want, but I think they need to work on Bryce Petty a bit. Geno, the Geno Smith thing is not going to work out. So, all right, uh, I think we only have the one headline this week, which is uh, Peyton Manning is being investigated by the NFL for the uh, HGH allegations. Uh, I don't know too much about it. I read a little bit about it. Supposedly the HGH had been going to his wife um, and he, the guy who wrote the thing had never actually met Peyton Manning. Peyton had no idea who the guy even was. He had been going to that clinic because of the neck injury that he had, but he he says that he didn't, he didn't do anything HGH wise. Um, I don't, this guy is on his way out. As the way I see it, I mean, we're going to ask that question here shortly, but Leave him be. I mean, it's, just let it go. This he already told Belichick. I had him in here. Belichick. He told he, audio picked up that this is probably my last rodeo, and I believe that he he he's almost forty. He uh, is recovering from that neck surgery. He's just just let him go. <laughs> just leave him be. And uh, we're gonna do our Q Q and A. Adrian, are you gonna ask us our questions? Yes. Is this Manning's last game? Kind of just touched on it a little bit. Uh, I think it is. I think even if he loses, he'll still. It's still time for him to ride off in the sunset. Uh, he's he's already won one Super Bowl. It's more than most quarterbacks can say for themselves, and so the analysts can just shove it because he holds every major passing record. He is in my my book. He is the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm gonna agree with you. I think this needs to be the Super Bowl we're talking about. It needs to be his last game. Um. His, bo- his body just can't take it anymore. He can't throw the ball down the field anymore. Um, I think a lot of that's attributed to his, uh, I think he's got two fused vertebrae in his neck. Uh, he already came out and said either halfway through the season or beginning of the season. He can't feel his fingertips. You need to feel your fingertips in order to be able to uh, throw the ball. Um, like you said, he's got every passing record, basically, that there is to break. And as a little, you know, positive note, He's uh three and one over Brady in the AFC Championship. So there's that. There's that uh stat you can take away from Brady there. I completely agree. Manzel or RG three to Dallas. Uh, I'm gonna say Manzel. I I don't 
I don't know that they'll actually target either one of them, but I think if one of them's going to end up in Dallas, it'll be Manziel just because of what how badly Jerry Jones wanted him on draft day. And now he's going to be – he may be able to get him without even giving up a draft pick. So Yeah, again, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, Jerry Jones loves Manziel, and Manziel himself already voiced that he wants to play in Dallas. I don't think RG3 has done the same thing. I think RG3 – I don't, I don't think he knows where he wants to play. I think he just wants to go to a team that's going to start him right away. As long as Tony Romo's on that roster, none of those quarterbacks can be starting anyways. But I think Manziel is going to be the one that ends up in Dallas. Out of the playoff teams that made it this year, who can we not expect back in the playoffs next year? Um, I, I'm going to have to go with... Uh, Probably Houston. I think that Jacksonville and Indianapolis are going to pose too big of a threat for a team that doesn't have uh, an all-star quarterback uh, on their on their roster. So I'd have to go with Houston. I'm going to say the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs, um, th- they made a real strong push at the end. I mean, they won the last 10 games to make it to the, to the playoffs. But I think, um, like you said, Jacksonville and Indy, I think that that conference or that division is going to be the one to put two into the uh, into the playoffs next year. Uh, Indy and Jack, even maybe three of them. We might see three come out of that division. It's always possible if uh, Houston can get a quarterback. Before the Senior Bowl, before the Combine, in all the pro days, who is the number one prospect going into this draft? Uh, I'm going to go with Laramie Tunzel. For me, it's it's a little difficult to grade offensive linemen or rank them, so I pretty much just go off of how their hype is. And what I heard prior to the end of the regular season for college football was that he is the top offensive line prospect in the last 10 years, and that screams just screams how good this kid is, if that's what they're saying, because... Left tackle is a position that is very hard to fill, and if you can find one who's supposed to be, you know, you think Shaw Ferguson would have been 11 years ago or whatever, uh, Laramie Tunzel playing that same type of a role for a team for 11 years, that'd be huge. I'm going to say uh, Jalen Ramsey out of uh, uh, Southern Florida. I think um, he's been a three-year starter for the Seminoles. Which, if you think about the Seminoles the last few years, they've been one of the top college teams to beat. Um, the fact that he's been a three-year starter for this team, um, that's, that speaks a lot. He uh, has the same skill set as uh, Tyron Matthew at a, out of you know Arizona, which I think is huge for a defense player. He can play corner, he can play nickel, and he can play safety. I think his skill set is playing safety. That's where he excels the best. He has a, a knack for being able to... Uh, recognize the play you know right off the bat which is a huge trait for a safety you know being so far 12 to 15 yards away from the from the play essentially they need to be able to read and react at a breakneck speed he has that skill set to be able to do so and he's you know he's got all the he's got all the physical traits that you'd want out of a corner or excuse me a safety and a corner and a nickel player so i'm gonna go uh, jalen ramsey all right, so that uh, that ends our Q&A. Uh, we won't cover the Super Bowl this week. We're going to cover it next week. So if you're interested in hearing who we're picking, you're going to have to wait until next week. Um, 
I don't really have much anything else. Go check out our website. I have posted a couple articles on team needs for a couple of the divisions or the teams in the certain divisions. Um, so go check those out. There'll be more to come. Uh, that's it, I think, right? Tell your friends and family. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you next week.